Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, joined once again by one of our favourite, if not our favourite, uh, weekly guest, Random Stats Guy, Rando, what is doing? Mate, another crazy week of footy, such a good round to watch, a few great stats to cover off, um, team of the week looking sensational, one player in particular who absolutely killed it this round, um, unlike last week who I said was much closer in terms of the uh, points there, but Man, it was such a good round of footy, mate. That Storm Sharks game, one of the best. But that was followed up by a game that I didn't think would be so great in the Parramatta Eels and Tigers game. That was definitely the best game of the season, which topped that Storm Sharks game. Mate, it was an incredible game. I've actually just realized I've got my team of the week in front of me, which we did before the Parramatta Eels and the Tigers game. So I might have to think of my feet (laughs) as we go through here because I think there might be a couple of guys that might sneak in there from that game. Mate, before we get to the team of the week, how many Tigers or Eels are in there so I can just keep it uh, in, in in the back pocket as I'm going through my side? I've only got two players. Okay. Only two players. And one of them came off the bench and has a starting role. One of them came off the bench and has a starting role. Okay. That'll head fuck me as we continue. But anyway. <laughs> um, okay, mate. Let's have a look at team of the weeks. As we said... Uh, I had it full back. There's a couple of ways that you could have gone here, mate. I went with KP. I thought that his performance uh, for the Newcastle Knights was very impressive. Who did you have at full back? Yeah, I had KP as well. I thought he was definitely the man of the match um, in that match. Surprised he only got uh, one daily end point for his role. Scored a try, a try assist, ran for 240 metres, and he also had a bit of a... Uh, Bullyarns going around about his contract deal on top of that at halftime. So um, I thought he played absolutely superb um, on Sunday. Mate, let's move to the wingers. Uh, I would have to assume Mulatalo would have to be one of yours. Is that fair? 
Yep, absolutely. Another great game from him. Boy, he's looking so dangerous on that left edge for the Cronulla Sharks. And, mate, I had AJ, but I've got a feeling that Nofaluma might be a decent shout here. Who have you got? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, David Nofaluma is 100% in my team of the week. Two tries on the weekend. Um, I thought he was really sensational for the West Tigers. I'm going to take that one. Mate, centers. <laughs> uh, if Mulatalo's there, I would have to assume that Talakai is one of those centers. Mate, he is playing absolutely brilliantly at centre at the moment and he makes the team of the week for the second week in a row. He's been playing out of his skin. Mate, talking about out of your skin, four from four I am at the moment. Uh Valentine Holmes was my other centre. I thought he was really impressive uh, for the North Queensland Cowboys against the Canberra Raiders. Did Val Holmes get a bait in your team? He didn't. I went Moses Sully for this one, unfortunately. Um, Obviously, 200 run metres. What was really interesting... Moses Sully ran for 20, sorry, had 20 runs um, in this game. And I was looking back saying, when has he ever run this much in a game? He's never run this much at all. The only, the second best was 19 runs that he had in that Eels um, Dragons game only two weeks ago. But other than that, he's never run for more than 19 meters ever in his career. So Anthony Griffin or some internal motivation is going through his head because he is definitely running the ball more and looking a lot dangerous because of it. But he had two try assists nine line breaks and 177 metres to his name. So that's why he gets the nod ahead of Valentine Holmes. Wow, yeah, that's a knock. Yeah, fuck, when he's on Moses Sully, he he really could be. I, I remember talking to uh, Nace Finu about uh, probably round two or something and just saying, I, I posted something about Sully and he, called, he, he messaged me and said, mate, I remember when he wanted to quit footy a couple of years ago and we just said to him, you're out of your fucking mind if you quit footy. You could be the best centre in rugby league if you actually put your fucking... Uh, hard into it and mate he's, he's starting to show it isn't it like I wouldn't say he's the best centre in rugby league I wouldn't say he's close to it but on his day he's one of the last guys that I would want to mark Moses Sully yeah absolutely and how good is it to see him and Talakai two players who are pretty close to not being in the NRL this season um, or going forward have just absolutely turned their careers around and and they're playing some great footy on the back of it now, mate, our six and seven. Uh, obviously, we mentioned that Knopf, he's on the wing. You told me you had one other player from that game who's on the bench, but he's a starting player. So my halves, I'm going to stick with the guys that I picked, Nathan Cleary, and I had Cam Munster. Who did you have? Yeah, I had the exact same two, to be honest. Cam Munster probably played the best club game of his career. Um, I think you mentioned that as well. Um, you don't see Cam Munster playing that sort of game um, around here, 183 run meters, a try assist, and obviously that try and that win against the Sharks. Uh, Nathan Cleary was my um, player of the week. Um, absolutely three try assists, a line break, 122 meters, and he also had three force goal line dropouts and a 40-20 as well, so really good with the boot, and he also kicked, I think, six from seven as well. So a great night out with um, the boot, but I understand why you might be thinking Brooks Hastings because both of those players also played equally well. My DMs just lit up about how could you not have Hastings in your team? Unfortunately, he didn't get the same sort of numbers as Cameron Munster, and I can't take that off Munster, but, yeah, Hastings was pretty close to, to being up there. Now, mate, you mentioned that one of the players from the Tigers-Eels, they are a bench player, but they're in your starting team that you've picked. Is, is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I originally had Clemmer and Adenfanua Blake. I assume you're talking about Alex Twole. So if I had to pick one of them, I would swap out 
Clemmer. So I'll go Twole and AFB. How did I go? Unfortunately, AFB doesn't feature in my team of the week at all, which is a big omission. And I know a lot of people messaged me about um, his omission there, especially when he was um, one the the player of the game um, in the Roosters Warriors game for for my point system. Um, but I had twelve and um, I had twelve and sorry, Clemmer as my starting oh, front row. Oh, that hurts! <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I should have backed myself. Well, you got to pick the hooker. Surely you pick the hooker. Well, yeah, I would assume on your point system it has to be Damian Cook with his uh, three tries, right? Yep, absolutely. A great game from Cookie with his uh, hat trick. Lovely. I'm going to take the Clemmer, by the way, because I had him in there. But anyway, (laughs) I'm going to run with that. Damian Cook at hooker. My second rowers, I had uh, David Fafita, and I think on your point system with a try and just the amount of work that he did that no one talks about, I think Fafita will be in there, and surely Olakowatu from the Manly Seagulls has to be there. Those two? I had Olakowatu on the bench, and he missed out by .01 of a point to Scott Sorensen, who I had up there with 223 metres, two line breaks. Um, obviously, his try um, and five breaks. Uh, sorry, five tackle breaks on top of that. So that's why I had him just edging out Ola Kawatu for a starting spot. So, so Sorry, who, who, who edged out um, Ola Kawatu? Sorry. sorry, mate. I tuned out for a second Scotty. there. <laughs> that's all right. Scotty Sorensen. So, oh, yeah, good shout. And David Fafita, is he in the side? Absolutely. He's no. definitely in there. And I honestly, and you guys talked about it on um, the bloke potty as well, how David Fafita just gets the lashes he cops because – he, I, I, one guy actually messaged me on um, on Instagram saying, "How do you keep having this um, certain um, name of a player to be um, in this team when he runs more meters per carry than any other player in his position? He's made more line breaks than any other player in his position. He's touched the ball uh, the fourth most times of anyone in his position. Only Frizzell, Papali'i, and Arrow have touched it more. He's broken the second most tackles of anyone in his position behind Olakawatu." And he set up the second most tries in his position behind kickout as well. That, they're just five stats I just quickly brushed off to mm. him saying, mate, David Fafita is, is doing really well. And I know that a lot of people don't think he is doing as much or he runs over wingers for a living. But, mate, I think he's really pulling his weight for the Gold Coast Titans. And he's among my top four statistical players um, of the year at the moment. Wow. He, he's, he's that high as far as the whole competition goes, is he? Yeah, absolutely. He's just, especially in the last three weeks, he has really uh, turned it up a notch. Now, mate, lock forward. I went Isaiah Yo, and I remember, I can't remember who it was, but I remember Kempi picked someone else, and I thought, oh, fuck, that's a good pick, actually. Have you gone for Isaiah Yo, or is it someone someone else? I've gone Isaiah Yo here, and I'm actually really surprised that this is the one week that he hasn't earned a daily end point, besides last week, of course, but like, he went on that hot run of four games in a row, getting the three points. And this week, he ran for 154 metres. He set up two tries and he made 46 tackles with no misses. And he completely misses the 3-2-1 um, against the Broncos. So um, I thought that was completely... I, I don't know how the Daily M pickers, if they're going to be consistent, surely this is the three-pointer for Isaiah Yo. Um, I know Cleary had a great game as well, but um, this was the most deserving statistically um, he's been... To getting those three points. That's very strange for the uh, Dallium system not to work, mate. Who who was <laughs> the next best as far as thirteens go? I'm trying to remember who Kempi picks. Could, could it have been Josh Curran? Maybe I can't remember who he picked. Who were like the next two or three? 
I've got um, Tino definitely up there. Cam Murray as well yep. um, among my my best. Um, so those were my top top locks by quite a while because I don't think there's anyone any closer. Actually, I think he might have picked Tao Malolo. How, how did he score on your oh, system? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jace. He's in my bench. He's, oh, he's on, on my bench. bench. Okay, good. Sorry. I completely missed Tao Malolo too there. Far out. Okay, well, good. Yeah, I've got Tao Malolo on my bench before we get into it. I've also got Scotty Sorensen, and you said you had Ola Kawatu, right? Yeah. Okay, so that leaves one spot. My last guy that I had there was Tino, but have you gone for like a utility sort of player, or have you gone all forwards there? I've gone um, Liam Martin on my one, yeah. just to just to solve it up there. And mate, I thought the, he had a really good game. The the last guy that I had that we haven't mentioned was Luke Thompson from the Canterbury Bulldogs. How did he score on your system? He did really well. He um he was probably probably around he he scored about fifty six, which is uh this must seem like a really low rating, but we got to remember that. Nathan Cleary on my points scored about 176. So um, Luke Thompson scored about 100. He scored over 100 um, statistical points, which is really good um, in my system, but not enough to make the team of the week this week. Very nice, man. I did pretty well there. I think I got, what did I get? I think 14 out of 17. So we'll take that. You're getting better. You're getting better. Getting I'm, there. I'm starting to uh, <laughs> understand how that brain of yours works over there and how the algorithm <laughs> plays oh, out. No, We're getting geez. there. Mate, <laughs> can you imagine the week where I go 17 from 17? Oh, mate. Fuck, there's going to be here. some carry I'm on. <laughs> there is going to be some serious fucking carry on. Mate, let's get into your stats. Coming out of last week, some pretty crazy things to dive into. We mentioned before, Jason Tamalolo, great game for the North Queensland Cowboys. Kempi had him as his lock forward in his team of the week. Um, some pretty impressive numbers from Tamalolo. Hit us with those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was the only the third time since Todd Payton's taken over the Cowboys in the start of 2021 that we've seen Jason play over 70 minutes of a footy game. Um, the other two came against the Titans, which they got smashed on the Gold Coast. And the other one was their one-point victory over the Broncos um, at uh, Townsville Stadium there. So um, very rarely we see Jason Tamalolo play over 70 minutes, whether this will be the case going um, forward. Um, it would be great to see him because, man, the game that he played against the Raiders, 235 metres, I think he made, um, in his 72 minutes, it was back to his old best. And and the Cowboys are only good when he's on the field, uh, in my opinion. So hopefully he plays some more minutes against the Titans as well. 66% win rate when Tamalolo plays more than 70 minutes. Fucking shock <laughs> me. Mate, Rabbitohs Bulldogs, Alex Johnson, uh, one of the you know most prolific try scorers we have seen in rugby league history. And he doesn't mind uh, that stadium out there at Homebush, his backyard. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. ANZ Stadium, Accor Stadium, Telstra Stadium, whatever you want to call it. Um, he it's got to be Telstra, doesn't it? Trust you, have to, you have to call it Telstra, surely. You have to call it Telstra. Telstra's the OG. Yeah. The OG name, absolutely. Um, he's the second leading try scorer there at that venue. A lot of people who were watching the broadcast would have seen Fox Sports um, shine a light on it as he scored his tries. He's now off one uh, he's now one off Nathan Merritt's record of 70 tries at that venue. He's on um, 69, overtaking Josh Morris, who had the previous, who was in previously in second place. So um, AJ one try away um, from setting a new record. Uh, sorry, two tries away from setting a new record at uh, Telstra Stadium. 69 tries, incredible effort. 
dinner for two. How good. Panthers versus the Brisbane Broncos on the weekend. And, mate, Adam Reynolds, I, I, I mean, if I would have got sent this to me from a general fan, I would have gone, Ugh, you've made a mistake there. That's a typo. There's something wrong with that. This one's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that Adam Reynolds um, is noted for his kicking game. But what we've seen in the last two weeks, especially where he's now kicked for 640 plus meters for the second game in a row, um, he now averages 537 kicking meters for the Broncos this season. Now, across his whole Rabbitohs career, he only averaged 344 meters with the boot. Wow. Um, so that's some 200 odd meters um, more. Um, this season compared to his whole career at the Rabbitohs. His next best record is 383 kicking meters um, averaged in a season. And that was back in 2020. So, mate, he is kicking for gold and the Broncos are better for it. They were really in that ball game against the Panthers for almost 60 minutes there before that slap in the face of a Simbin um, went against their way. And they probably should have beaten the Roosters as well um, when his kicking game was on song. So if he keeps kicking it around this far for this distance. Um, the Broncos stay in, their, stay in the game for the longest period of time as possible. Mate, I was just about to say, like, oh, it's obviously because he's the main kicker there. But, I mean, he was always the main kicker by far and away at South Sydney. I mean, he never really had a six that was, you know, a gun kicker that, that he was, you know, job sharing with realistically. Cody Walker, he never really had a nine that he was job sharing with either as far as kicking go. I'm thinking Johnny Sutton. I'm thinking Cody Walker. Uh, you know, Damien Cook, it's it's incredible how, like, the gap between where he was at South Sydney and where he is now at Brisbane, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And it could be because, well, I don't even know, because the Broncos do make metres off the back of Payne Haas as well, so that it's not like he's kicking further for distance. Is it because the Rabbitohs have a better attacking play that they don't need to rely on the kicker? That might be it too. And you also got to throw in Luke Keary there as well. Um, who course, was at the start yeah. of his career as well on top of that, but still not the same mate. 200 meters though. Like that might cover a hundred meters because of the attacking play, but 200, you, you got to be kidding me. He is definitely kicking to another level up there in the Brisbane. Mate, it's a lot. And you always send me through a couple of notes for these shows. Which I always appreciate mate. You've sent me a fucking Stephen King novel for the Seagulls and the Titans. I'm not even going to read it. You just hit me with it. Go. Hey, this is actually not even from me. You know I don't send you novels like this usually. It was actually a, an avid fan uh, at Nick Van Dyke in case he's listening to this because he will pull me up of it if I um, shared this without uh, giving him credit. Came to me saying the last time Manly won five in a row was back in 2017. Now, they head into the Sharks clash off the back of four wins in a row, so they haven't achieved it just yet. But if they do beat the Sharks this weekend, it would mean... Four of the five teams they've beaten in their current five-game winning streak are the exact same that they beat way back in 2017 when they last won five in a row. That is the Titans, who they beat 30-10. to 10, The Raiders, who they beat at the time 21-20. to 20, The Knights, 18-14. Um, then the Sharks, 35-18. to 18. The only difference is they obviously beat the Bulldogs in that uh, round three game, round four game. Um, round three game, actually. Um, and then they've got the Warriors, um, who they beat back in 2017. So that's the only difference out of their five-game streak. Mate, isn't it unbelievable how that sort of shit happens in rugby league? And even more unbelievable right. how there's fuckers out there that actually find it? I know, exactly. I mean, obviously, a, a diehard Manly fan, I would hope finding these sort of statistics. 
Oh, incredible, mate. Storm taking on the Sharkies. I thought it was one of the games of the season. I absolutely love this one. What did you have coming out of this game? Yeah, I think it was the writing on the wall for the Cronulla Sharks that they haven't actually beat Melbourne in Melbourne at night under lights um, since 2005, which includes back at Olympic Park. That's a 12-game losing streak. The only two day games they played in Melbourne, they've actually beat them um, at Amy Park, and that was in 2017 and 2018, respectively. So nighttime is definitely not a good time for the Sharks to be playing down in Melbourne. Yeah, tough gig going down there to Melbourne, especially with some of the guys they've had down there. Night games, you know, uh, your kicking game just becomes so much more important. And between Cronk, Smith, fuck, it would have been tough down there for a very, very long time. Mate, the Dragons and the Knights cracking game here. Uh, what have you got for me? Jeez, the Dragons, they've certainly got uh, the wood over the Knights, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. They've now won 14 of their last 18 games against the Newcastle Knights, which is an incredible record. The Knights still haven't won at the gong since 2011. So definitely Newcastle have definitely no chance when they come to the, come against the Dragons in recent years. Mate, Roosters, Warriors, you got a little stat for me on the Warriors coach, Nathan Brown. Yeah, Nathan Brown. He's only won one of his last 10 games against the Roosters now. And another stat to, to back on top of that is that he's never beaten them on a Sunday even. Never, no day games. That dates back to 2004. So I played him four times on a Sunday, uh, all for four losses. I'll tell you what would be interesting for you, mate. If it goes all the way back to two, well, was that the start of his coaching career, was it? 2003, I think, was his first coaching. Right. coaching. It would be interesting to go back and see throughout his playing career. Uh, how many times against the Roosters he actually went. But I won't give you more homework, mate. (laughs) You're already doing huge overs for me. Uh, Mate, my favourite moment of the weekend, without a fucking doubt, and potentially my favourite moment of the season thus far, Jackson Hastings kicking that match-winning field goal. Incredible. Mate, it was unbelievable. And you know what? With my Eels bet absolutely gone out the door, I was really hoping the Tigers would seal it. They had a few hiccups um just before it i think they kicked it dead twice in a row and i thought fuck this is a classic tigers loss someone check the heart rate on madge right now because um he's definitely legally dead up there in the coach's box but unbelievable from jackson hastings even more unbelievable is that out of the two nrl field goals he's kicked the last one he kicked was back in round six in 2016 for the roosters who at the time were 0-5 to start the season. So two field goals, both in round six, both coming into the game with the record of 0-5. Mate, if who is writing that script for Jackson Hastings? I do not know. Mate, unbelievable. Hopefully the Tigers can do a little bit better than the Chooks of 2016. They were a bottom... Mate, there might even be a world where, where, where they got the wooden spoon that year. They were bloody close to it. Yeah, I think they uh, they just came 15th. I think the Newcastle Knights had a fucking uh, pretty shit year that year. Train wreck. Must have been something pretty bang average. Uh, mate, let's have a look at the games coming this weekend. Get your live reactions. I haven't really had a good look at them either, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, mate, we kick off on Thursday night, round seven. Fuck, it's going quick, isn't it? I mean, Origin's just seven? around the corner now. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I can't believe we're seven weeks in this competition. This whole year has just gone way too fast. Crazy, mate. The Cronulla Sharks, they kick it off, taking on the Manly Seagulls at points bet. Shark Park over there. Uh, Shark is $1.45. Pretty short. They've been in incredible form. I personally thought, mate, they played well enough against Melbourne to beat probably 13 other sides in this competition. Can you see Manly pulling an upset here? Mate, the only thing that Manly's got for them are the stats. They've actually won 18 of their last 21 games against the Cronulla Sharks dating back to 2008. So they've only lost three in the last uh, almost 15-odd years. Um, No Dale Finucane as well for the Cronulla Sharks. It's going to be so tough. Um, And I hate, I hate backing Manly, honestly, but I think they might have a chance here against the Cronulla Sharks. So I might tip them. I'll tell you what, mate, Dale is a huge loss, but I think it's also going to be compounded with the loss of uh, Hamlin ULA. I think he's been great for them to start the season, so it is going to be a big test. Royce Hunt, Andrew Fafita, uh, Cam McInnes playing through the middle, a big test for them. Are you telling us that you're tipping the Manly Seagulls? Are you taking them? I'm, I'm tipping the Manly Seagulls. I thought I'd be found dead before I said that, but here I am. Mate, 275, <laughs> decent, decent fucking value there. Friday night, we've got the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Coming to you from Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Brisbane too good here or what? Yeah, and I think uh, the Dogs who are just battling not only their form but also COVID, I just can't see how they get this done. They also haven't won at Suncorp since 2015. They're on an eight-game losing streak at the venue as well. So Brisbane at home, you surely think off the back of their performances against the Roosters, and I know they got belted by Penrith in the end, but they put up a damn good fight for most of that game. Surely they come through with the chocolates here against the Dogs. Mate, oh, I just realised, having a look at Saturday, the first game's at 5.30. I'm not sure if there's a lonelier place than my head at 2pm <laughs> on a Saturday when there's no rugby league on. Fuck, it is a tough pill to swallow. But 5.30 Saturday, North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Gold Coast Titans. Pretty much even money here for these two sides. It is up there in North Queensland. Who have you got winning this one? I've got the Cowboys uh, taking down the Titans here only because Gold Coast have a pretty woeful record um, when traveling up north uh, to Townsville. They've won one of their last 10 games up there. So I'm going to say the Cowboys at home and I really hoping, fingers crossed, Hammer comes into the side, but I also don't want to see drink water drop. So it's a catch-22 for me. Hopefully neither of those things happen. Hammer comes off the bench potentially, um, if anything, um, but I think he's pretty premature to come back from his injury anyway. I think it might be a scare tactic there from Toddy. Mate, I'll tell you what, if Drinkwater gets dropped out of this side, uh, there could be an atrocity in my lounge room on Saturday. My draft <laughs> team will go completely to shit. Uh, West Tigers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. West Tigers, really interesting one. Coming off such a high last week, it is, it is going to be tough for them to get up again in this contest. I refuse to rule them out, but... I just think it is going to be difficult to get up again. Where do you sit on this one? Yeah, this one's a tough one for me as well. The Tigers playing so well. Um, they've lost actually their last three games after pe- beating Para the week before. And the Rabbitohs have won seven of their last eight games at Combank as well, Bank West, if you will. Um, so I'm taking the Rabbitohs here to get the job done, especially after that scintillating performance against the Dogs. Mate, Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, the Newcastle Knights take on the Parramatta Eels. The Newcastle Knights looking down the barrel of five L's in a row. Crazy to consider only a few weeks ago they were 2-0 and and we were going, fuck, is this team going to play finals footy this year? Parramatta coming off an absolute ass-kicking by the West Tigers. I can't see Newcastle winning this one. I just don't think Parramatta can play that poorly two weeks in a row. Where do you sit? 
Yeah, Paranita bounced back here. Newcastle have won 12 of their 16 Sunday games at home against Para as well. So they do have a good record um, at during the day at Newcastle in that regard. Far out. Parramatta, if they cough up the ball the amount of times they did against the Tigers, then Newcastle might have a chance here. Adam Clune comes back for Newcastle. Ponga with some certainty as well. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle do come away with the chocolates here, but I'm going safe and betting the Eels. If this one was down in Sydney, I, I would be so confident on the Eels. It is it is just the return to Newcastle after KP re-signs, the halfback returns. It's one of those ones where I think Parramatta win, but if Newcastle do win, I'll go, you know what? The signs were there for this one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The writing's on the wall here. This is the the script's written, I think, for Newcastle. They've got their star fullback for lockdown for five more years. Adam Clune, their halfback, who's been playing some pretty good footy alongside Jake Clifford, is back as well. Surely they pull it all together here, and um, this is their comeback win. But you've got a Parramatta side who are bloody saving after losing to a team who was 0-5. Mate, Sunday Arvo, <laughs> this game, for me... We've got the most consistent team in this competition versus the most inconsistent. They might not be the worst team in this competition, but they are by far and away the most inconsistent team. The Canberra Raiders, I said last week, I now believe Penrith is by far and away the hardest road trip in rugby league. Have the Canberra Raiders got a hope here or what, mate? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Man, I've got no stats that can give them a hope, honestly. Uh, the Panthers have won three of their last four games against the Raiders at home, scoring an average of 29 points per game. I just don't know where Ricky's head at. He, he obviously has a crack at uh, Xavier Savage and experience in the presser. Then he starts Savage and drops Chansey to the bench. I'm not too sure what the uh, narrative is there. I just don't think that's the right move, full stop. I know I, I do respect Rapano. I think he's a really good player. He can play fullback and wing really well, but I just don't get dropping your star fullback for for, for, for Rapana if he's fit and ready to go, to be honest. And, mate, personally, I would have thought the play would have been send Savage back to reserve grade to play fullback. I, I just don't understand the whole move of playing him on the wing. Personally, I just think it, it, it's a bit of a waste. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm not too sure if that's just to... I'm I'm really not too sure the mind games Ricky's playing there, especially with Savage, who probably hears that in the press conference and goes, fuck, my coach has no belief in me. Next minute he's starting instead of off the bench. So it's a bit of a crazy narrative there, but mate, he's got a chance to bounce back here. I presume he'd be playing obviously Rapana on that right wing naturally. So he'd be up against Taylor May and Isaac Targo. I'm not too sure if Ricky's just trying to find an excuse to drop him, to be honest, because he's going to have a few headaches uh, coming his way. 
Mate, there's two guys that I feel really sorry for. The first one is him marking up against those two young guns. <laughs> Mate, we've got Morgan Harper walking back into first grade this week, fighting for his spot. He's got to mark fucking Sifer Talakai. Uh, I don't. I, I. I think I'd rather be uh, Xavier Savage in this one. At least I'm. There's a good chance that he survives through this game. Morgan Harper, I'm not as confident. Mate, if he got run over by COVID, he's got another thing coming for him this <laughs> Thursday night, to be honest. Uh, can't wait to, to see that contest far out. He could Cooler, be begging for COVID. Good Cooler can just, yeah, Cooler just needs to make one tackle break on the weekend. He could be back in NRL. Yeah, for sure. Mate, the last game of the week, uh, the Melbourne Storm taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, I, I had someone message me earlier today and mentioned that um, this game's obviously at Amy Park, and I, I have no idea if this is true. I assume it is for him to make such a big deal out of it. I believe that Super Rugby is having their equivalent of Magic Round this weekend down there. So this game's going to be played on Monday after seven to eight uh, rugby union games during the weekend. So keep an eye on the turf down there at Amy Park. Ryan Pappenhausen, he's a guy with a bit of an injury cloud around him. He played golf the other day. Everyone's saying he will play. I'm not completely convinced just yet which way are you going here between the storm and the warriors uh i have to go melbourne against uh the warriors here they've won their last 11 games straight against um the wars and they've also uh scored 42 points per game in their last four games against them too so there's no happy stat i'm trying to find one for the warriors um but no happy stat here that could possibly turn that thing around but the warriors are playing good footy um they obviously won three in a row Probably a bit dudded by the refs uh, last weekend from having a chance of victory, but um, I definitely, definitely uh, take the storm here pretty comfortably. Isn't it funny, mate? I always feel like the Warriors over the last 15 years have been a bit of a bogey team for the Melbourne Storm. I'm surprised that none of your stats back that up at all. It's just a vibe thing, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I actually thought they had a pretty good Anzac Day record against them too, but I went and looked at... uh, the previous matchups and not since 2014, I don't think since they uh, last beat them. So uh, it's been a long time between drinks. Mate, thank you for joining us once again. Always appreciate it. Where can the people uh, out there find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Random Stats Guy. I also usually do a potty with uh, Natty as well called Chase Your Losses on Spotify. Um, if you are keen in dabbling on a few games, Bit of a uh, bit of man flu for the uh, for the big timer, eh? Mate, I didn't want to bring it up, but he has pulled uh, the plug, and we've uh, had a postponement or a buy round, as he likes to call it, uh, this week. Um, probably good for our bank account, so I'm happy to go with it. What a fucking coward, honestly. That bloke. Mate, you said it, not me. Not me. I think Natty's the greatest. <laughs> oh, of course you do. He'd ask. Good God. Rando, mate, thank you for joining us once again. I always appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you next week. Easy. Thanks for having me on board, Gary.